Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Hello, lovers, and welcome to the podcast. Before we dive into the meat and juice of this episode, I want to take a moment and express some gratitude to the internet. The internet is a really special place. (laughs) Many of us, including me, wouldn't have really discovered Tantra or sacred sexuality if it weren't for this incredible invention. And none of you would be listening to these words right now if it weren't for the gift of the internet. So I love the internet. Thank you to the internet gods. And I deeply desire to expand beyond it, to experience more real life love, community, and connection in 2023. This year, I am committed to creating more in-person opportunities than ever before, and I would be so grateful for you to join me. So I have a consistent stream of diverse upcoming events, workshops, gathering, retreats, and conscious play opportunities, all of which can be found on my website, www.talktantratome.com. And then under the events tab, you can see all the juicy things that are coming up. So check that out. Can't wait to give you a big squeeze in real life. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, I'm going to be talking about something very, very juicy, and that is sacred spot and yoni de-armoring. So let's start by talking about what sacred spot means. Sacred spot to me, and there are many definitions and many different perspectives and interpretations of what the sacred spot means or is across different sacred sexuality lineages. But to me, sacred spot is the place where you have opportunity to let go, to heal, and also to expand. And that could be in the energetic or emotional body or the sexual body as well. Um, So to me, sacred spot can kind of be described as like a deep tissue massage for the emotional and sexual body. And the sacred spot from person to person can look or appear differently. However, a lot of people refer to the sacred spot for women as the G spot and for men as the prostate. And while those are sacred spots, I wouldn't say that they are holistically or always the sacred spot that we get to work with in the moment. Um, you know, when I say that it's a deep tissue massage for the emotional or sexual body, the way to think about it is like, like a sacred spot massage, like isn't necessarily like pleasurable or a sacred spot session isn't like there for orgasm or enjoyment necessarily. 
it can have that effect, especially because similar to a deep tissue massage, like it's like on the other side of that, like not in our back, if we're getting a deep tissue massage on our back on the other side of that, knot is like this profound release and that can feel ecstatic and it can lead to a, a type of orgasm in a way, but that's not the intention of going and having a sacred spot session. The intention is to heal and, you know, that can, can have moments of pleasure, but, um, it's more about releasing and coming into the body. Uh, this is something that I perform with my clients uh, I can also recommend a, a male practitioner for Sacred Spot, and that's going to be Justin Gottlieb. Justin is an amazing friend, an amazing human. We also co-facilitate the Tantra Love Retreat together, and you can find out more about that retreat uh, on the website, www.talktantratome.com slash events. I also have, um, I've, I've recorded a couple of podcast episodes with Justin. I'll actually pull them up now just so that you guys have them ready for you. Just give me one second to pull them up. So I've, I've done three episodes with Justin and one of them, actually I think I've done four. One of them is uh, the naked truth guided practice. And this is a solo uh, sort of meditative practice with Justin. That's going to be episode 108. He is also episode 84, why attend a Tantra retreat. So if you're curious about the Tantra retreat and, you know, experiencing this work in community and on a deeper level with so much commitment and juiciness, definitely check out that episode, episode 84, why attend a Tantra retreat. And then I also have him with episode 51, The Unhealed Masculine. And then finally, Why Work with a Tantric Practitioner with Justin Gottlieb, episode 34. And if you're interested in working with a tantric practitioner to do sacred spot work, and if you're, I, I recommend listening to that episode. And I, and I also, again, recommend working with Justin. There's not a lot of men that I feel confident enough I actually don't think there's any other one that I feel confident enough to speak of on this podcast which with such certainty. And he is it with such integrity. I also do these sessions for both men and women, but today I'm going to be focused on women and working with the sacred spot. But there is a little bit, uh, especially with this beginning part where um, it's related to both sexes. Uh, and also, you know, even when we go into the more like feminine perspective with sacred spot work, um, this is something that men can hold space for with their partners. As a, a male, you can uh, you can do a sacred spot massage on your on your feminine partner, and you can also do a yoni dearmoring session on your feminine partner. So stay tuned if you're a male. There's still lots of juicy goodness here for you. But I just want to kind of give you guys the background on that. So again, sacred spot is something that is kind of like a deep tissue massage for the emotional or sexual body. And just like when you're getting a deep tissue massage, where there's the most opportunity is where it's the most painful at first often. Like when that, you know, masseuse, regular masseuse goes into those like knots and tension places on your back, it kind of hurts and you have to breathe through it and you trust that like this is a part of the healing process and on the other side you're going to feel so much more liberated and free in your body 
And it's the same with sacred spot massage. And sacred spot can be a physical spot on the body, just like I mentioned that a lot of people refer to sacred spot as the literal G spot or prostate. But sacred spot can also be an energetic place. One of the first times that I received a sacred spot massage, my sacred spot was actually a energetic spot and it was more vocal. My sacred spot was saying no. My sacred spot was saying no for the first time, maybe not for the first time, but saying no as a way to heal the the moments where I didn't say no in the past, where I held fear and judgment of myself for not saying no in the past in the session what came up for me and what comes up for a lot of people when you're working with sacred spot is an experience of past sexual assault. And I got to process it and relive it in, in my mind and in my body and actually shout out no to this hollow bone of an individual who was facilitating for me. And I got to have that moment of reliving it and saying no. And that was so liberating and healing for me. So it's important is, you know, you can do this work on your own. You can do this work on yourself and having an ally to hold space for you and to facilitate for you is just so powerful because while doing it on yourself is also very powerful because you're so autonomous and you're so sovereign and it's such an experience of reclamation to do this work on yourself. So I, I recommend doing both, but when you do it with a partner or you go to a tantric practitioner or your partner does it for you, like a lover, or you have some kind of facilitator, what's really powerful is then you can just lean back and receive, can receive this session and not be you know, you don't, you don't have to think about what you're doing next. You, you're completely free, hands-free to just lean back and fully be in the experience. Just like if you were going to go get like a massage done yourself, like it feels really good and empowering for me to massage my shoulders right now. Like, oh, I can just do this. I don't have to, you know, enlist or enroll anyone into it. But how amazing is it when we go just fucking pay for a massage and get treated in that way? And that's kind of the difference between the two. Um, so yeah, again, sacred spot could be energetic for you. It could be on a part of your body that is very far away from your genital region. Um, and as I mentioned, it's not the intention is not to have an orgasm, but you might find yourself having different types of orgasms in this work. Um One of the first times I received sacred spot, I squirted for the first time, not the first time I squirted for the first time from someone else. I had squirted by myself before, but, um, in one of my first sacred spot sessions, uh, I squirted with someone else facilitating for me. And that was really powerful and beautiful. Um, in another session, I had an anger gasm, meaning, you know, to me, orgasm is basically like when there's so much, energy moving through your body, life force energy that it moves and clears and releases. Like it has nowhere to go. So it explodes out of you. And in this case, what happened was I moved that sexual life force energy from my lower chakras up and the beautiful power of life force energy when it's channeled can 
liberate stuck emotion. Emotion is energy in motion. Um, but that energy, those feelings can get bottled up. They can get locked in our body. But when we are actively using our life force to move through our chakra system from the lower chakras up, it can have this result of dislodging the stuck or the bottled up stuff and allowing it to be released. And that's what happened with this anger gas. And I had this anger lodged in my body. I was carrying it around just like those deep knots in my back. And when I moved that energy up, it dislodged the anger and it erupted. And I had all of this yelling and screaming and tantrum throwing just come out of me uncontrollably. And it felt amazing. It felt orgasmic. It was so good. So that was my anger gasm. But it could be a giggle gasm. You could have a grief gasm. There's so many different ways that this energy could erupt and dislodge from you. And it's amazing. And Sacred Spot is such a way to do that. It's such a juicy, juicy way to do that. So when it comes to Sacred Spot, my suggestion is to lean into those places where it feels uncomfortable, right? So sacred spot can be all of these different things, but one way to work with sacred spot and how I often work with sacred spot is doing, you know, kind of a full body massage, which allows us to drop into our body. And we may find our, find our sacred spot again, anywhere on our body, or we might find our sacred no or sacred yes, or sacred, whatever as our sacred spot. But then you can go a step further and go into Yoni de-armoring. So what is Yoni de-armoring? To me, that's bringing the intention of finding your quote unquote sacred spots or energetic or sexual knots in the body into the genital region. Um, And what this can look like, and again, it can look very different for each individual. Uh, I kind of tend to think it's really important to have some level of warm up, whether you're doing this on your own or with another, again, having that full body massage or sensual warm up. If you're doing this yourself, you can kind of glide your fingertips across all of your body, moving from your extremities inward and down to your pussy, warming it all up, bringing yourself online. So when you do finally make your way down to your pussy, meeting the vagina with consent. And this is something that is so rare for us. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I once had a lover who every single time we had sex, he would ask, can I penetrate you now? Like, is it okay if I come inside of you? I'm inside of you, put my penis inside of you. Or he would, or even something as simple as like, I'm going to penetrate you now. Um, So it doesn't even have to be a question, but it's offering this opportunity that has a level of consent and that it's like, here's what's happening next. You have a moment to touch in. Is this a yes or a no? And I think that that is just so powerful. And it's something that I do with all of my self-pleasure as well. It's like before putting my yoni wand or my fingers or anything inside of me, I really check in and ask my body, are you ready to be penetrated? Is this time for this? Or does, does my body need more warming up? Does my body need more yummy, sensual lubricating? 
right? So when it comes to sacred spot, this is especially important. So if you're doing this yourself, you're going to want to, before you go to your genitals, ask like, are we ready to be touched? May I touch your pussy now? And if you're asking your partner to facilitate this for you, first of all, I recommend that you have them listen to this podcast, but definitely make sure that they're on board with asking before they touch your yoni. I also recommend working with the breasts quite a bit before going towards the yoni. It's what's really valuable with working with breasts and women is that like women, their outward pull of energy is their heart. Men's outward pull for um, energy is the cock or the root chakra. That's why they have a protruding penis. That's their positive point. Women's positive point is in their breasts. That's where we have a protruding organ, whereas our pussy is a receptive organ. And for men, their heart, their breast area is their receptive organ. So when we're working, when we take the time to really work with a woman's breast before meeting her pussy is that we're working with her positive pull for love and for energy and opening that up, opening up that portal, warming it up, making them feel like valued and honored for this love in their heart is so powerful. So even before going to the pussy, I'm kind of going out of order a little bit here. I recommend starting with a little breast massage as well, really warming up that pull. Um, from there, And again, asking first, potentially, can I touch your breasts now? May I massage your breasts? May I touch your boobs, your nipples, whatever. From there, working down, extremities down to the pussy, then getting consent from the pussy. Can I touch your vagina now? May I massage your lips? May I touch here? Is this okay? So many different ways to ask. Um, and in the space of doing a yoni dearmoring, it's not necessarily about making the ass sexy. It's about being respectful, being in devotion. It's like you wouldn't just like go tearing down the walls of a church or a temple. You would come in with deep reverence and gratitude. And that's really what we're doing because the yoni is a Sanskrit word, which is an ancient Indian uh, language in which a lot of the tantric texts were written. Sanskrit in Sanskrit, yoni is the word for vagina, and it literally translates to temple or to holy space. And so when we're asking the pussy for consent, we're it's, it's an act of devotion. It's an act of honoring. It's an act of respect. So moving into that space and then taking your time to really, before going inward, massaging the outer area, seeing if there's any sacred spot outside. Oftentimes there's a lot of focus on the clitoris. What would happen if you, you know, ran your fingers around the edges of the lips and, you know, pushed, pushed at the bottom of the base of the entry, just kind of warming up all of those areas. And with each step checking in with yourself as the receiver of this, whether you're giving it to yourself or you're receiving from another person, constantly checking in and considering, ooh, how does it feel here? How does it feel there? Is there an opportunity? Like, do I feel any tension? Do I feel like that energetic or emotional or sexual knot that I get to lean into and get massaged out for that release, for that alchemy? So again, working a lot with the outside. Because de-armoring, you know, again, also could be referred to as a yoni massage is a process focused on releasing sexual blocks and eliminating any numbness 
or pain, that tightness. You know, I've said before on this podcast that like a tight pussy is not necessarily like a good thing. Tightness, it's kind of like having a tight back or tight shoulders isn't necessarily a good thing. It often means that there's like tension or we're holding something there. With a lot of people that I work with doing yoni massage, they have like vaginismus or they have, you know, some sort of like pain when they're penetrated or they always have pain when they're having sex. And it's oftentimes like there's nothing actually wrong with their vagina. It's just that like they're so contracted when they're met by another person because they had they don't have that safety in their bodies. They don't feel, you know, relaxed enough to like let those muscles release. I mean, even now as I'm listening to this or as I'm speaking about this, or maybe you're listening, I'm checking in with my pussy and I'm noticing, Ooh, am I like contracting those walls of my vaginal canal? It's like that conscious realization that so often we're moving about the world in this tense state. And this is a process of allowing ourselves to relax and to receive and to open up and to eliminate that numbness or that pain or that tightness to really be able to experience all that's available for us and to have that incredible wetness and internal uh, orgasm and access to pleasure. Um, it's really just like the strategic pressure applied to, you know, all parts of the energetic and emotional body, but also the outer, uh, part of the, the vulva, as well as internally in the vaginal canal, we're stimulating these areas of tightness and contraction, you know, to release, to massage out that tension. So to me, what's really attractive and juicy is like a very open pussy, a very open vagina that's just like sucking things in because it's so ready to receive rather than having this tight pussy that you have to like push through to get into pleasure. And a big part of this work of de-armoring is using sound, breath, and movement. And I have a whole podcast episode about sound, breath, and movement and why they're such important tools. And that is episode 111, 111, breath, sound, and movement. Um, because sound, breath, and movement are the three tantric tools for moving energy, for releasing this energy emotion that we might have stuck. And so when we're doing the sacred spot massage or the yoni de-armoring, it's really important that we are, you know, using these three tools. We're giving ourselves permission to yell, to moan, to yell, to cry, to scream, to say no, to say yes. All of that is available and encouraged. That's also why it's important if you're going to do this practice with a partner, um, making sure that they feel able to not take your release or your sound or like body activation personally. They need to be able to just be a pillar um, because oftentimes, again, like it can bring up past trauma and it really has nothing to do with them. You're just in the pay, the place of healing that. And that's also why I highly recommend just working with a professional because that's their job and they're, they're, they're specifically trained to do this. And in the regular practice of leaving their ego at the door to be that hollow bone, to be that stand for the person that they are facilitating for. 
So again, giving yourself permission to make all of the sounds and checking in with yourself, am I making sound? And that's, again, another real value of working with a practitioner because often they will remind you and encourage you to, to make sound and also to breathe. So many people come to me with that really tight vagina and they're like, it hurts every time I have sex and I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. And da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, cool. So we go in and we do this practice and I realize they're just not breathing. They're holding their breath the entire time. And all it takes for me is to say, take a deep inhale and now exhale fully. And I'll have my fingers on the outside of their pussy or inside. And I'll notice as they exhale, they relax they soften and suddenly they're able to have an orgasm. Suddenly they're able to enjoy sexual intimacy and pleasure and enjoy having their pussy penetrated. It's insane. So again, using that sound, using that breath, also using breath as a tool to come into presence. You know, so often another thing that keeps us from enjoying pleasure and keeps us in that contracted energetic state is that we're so in our minds thinking, is this okay? Is my body smelling all right? Um, I hope that they don't touch me there or here or wherever. And so using the breath as a tool to come back to the present moment, focusing on that breath, your breath can only happen in the moment of now. That's why it's such an amazing tool. Also using breath as a tool to move that you know, stuck energy, breathing into those places where there's tightness. For me, when I'm getting that deep tissue massage, like a literal deep tissue massage on my back, the only way I survive it is by just taking deep breaths, focusing and knowing like, if I can just keep breathing, then I can get through this discomfort. Everything. What's, what's the phrase? Um, I'm totally blanking on this phrase that I like to say very often. It's, this too shall pass. <laughs> this too shall pass. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. And that breath is such an incredible tool for feeling into that, feeling into that energy as well. And the last thing is movement. So giving yourself permission to lean into pleasure, to lean away, to rock the hips, to, to adjust your body. However, feels good for you to go deeper into this work. Hello, lover. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And thank you for your patience with this brief interruption as I ask for a quick favor. If this podcast resonates with you, I would love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective and your reviews also help this podcast become more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to find it and more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. Thank you again. Take these couple of minutes to hit pause, write a quick review, and then let's get back to the episode. Okay, so going internally now. So again, after we have consent to touch the outside of the pussy, then we may want to begin working internally. And as we do that, again, we're asking consent. May I penetrate now? Are you ready for me to penetrate, etc.? Don't, if you're receiving this, whether you're giving it to yourself or you're receiving from another person, you know, don't just say yes. Give yourself the opportunity to feel into, is this really a yes for me? Don't rob yourself of the opportunity to use your sacred no as a way to heal. In fact, I often encourage the people that I work with to say no to me at least once in the session. 
say no to me at least once. And that's super healing because so many of us have had pra- uh, partners where we've used our no and our partner has taken it personally and they've had an egoic emotional reaction and that's caused us to be really afraid to say no in the future. So we get to reclaim that. And that's been a really, really potent and powerful part of my practice. So some of the benefits of, you know, or some of the reasons that you might want to work with doing this practice is that you may not have a lot of sensation in your vaginal area. Um, Maybe you have that sense of numbness. Maybe you have that sense of um, tightness. Maybe you have some past sexual trauma that you feel like you haven't fully moved past. Maybe you are in your mind a lot about, you know, your body, what your pussy looks like, smells like, et cetera. You experience, you know, shame. You feel like you're always in your head. Again, if you have pain or tightness, you know, maybe you're struggling to orgasm at all, or just like, don't feel like a very quote unquote sexual person or feel disconnected from your sexuality. These are all reasons to move forward with this work. Um, and as you go deeper in and work with the internal process here, um, I have to apologize. I feel like I'm kind of jumping around a bit. I just have some very brief notes. So thank you for your patience with me, guys. But as you're going internally, uh, a tool that works really well is uh, using like the idea of your pussy as a clock. And I recommend, whether you're doing this with a partner or by yourself, I recommend having a yoni wand to do this just because fingers, especially your own, you're not going to really be able to get all the places in your pussy very easily. And it's also can be a little bit easier for a partner to use the wand as well. Although I often just use my fingers when I'm working on someone else because I feel like more connected to them and their body. And I can feel the visceral connection of the quote unquote not. Um, but I do recommend working with a Yoni wand. Uh, and amazingly, I have a great recommendation for you guys on where to get Yoni wands. Uh, my friend Courtney, uh, has so generously offered her, products at a discount rate for your gut for you guys. So if you check out wands.com and it's two A's, so W-A-A-N-D-S.com, you can check out all of her amazing Yoni products, including Yoni wands, as well as Yoni eggs. And with the code Leola, L-E-O-L-A, you get 15% off, which is amazing. I have her, uh, the, the blue quartz Amrita wand, which is so fucking beautiful. You guys, this wand, it's blue. Um, and it has like all these gorgeous natural textures and deposits. It's just so pretty. Uh, and it's, and because it's blue, it's really connected to the throat chakra, which again, I talked about how important sound is in the process of releasing. Uh, and so much of that sound we release through our throat, right? And it's also really connected to the third eye and intuition, which is something that I've been working on leaning into more and more and trusting more and more. Uh, I've also in the past used obsidian wands, which are black and they're made from volcanic rock and they're very good for uh, clearing sexual trauma. Uh, they're also related to the, to the root chakra. So very grounding as well. I would say rose quartz are the most popular 
um, popular crystal for both yoni wands and yoni eggs because the rose quartz is so connected to the heart chakra. And I do use a yoni egg that's made of rose quartz. I also have a carnelian egg. I have a opal egg. What else do I have? I have a, I forgot what it is. I forgot what the other one I have is, what kind of stone it is. But, um, I love wands.com. She's got so many different products that are incredible, including those yoni eggs, yoni wands made of crystals, made of glass. She's got a wand that's specifically geared towards uh, activating the cervix, which is really powerful, especially for this yoni dearmoring practice. A lot of us find a lot of uh, sacred spot, quote unquote, or pain or tension in our cervix. So having something like a cervix wand to get all the way up there and massage the cervix is so powerful. She also has butt plugs, which I think are so fun and really amazing for um, getting connected to our divine power. Uh, And, you know, she's got a bunch of other things. So I'll leave it at that. Check out the website, um, wands.com, www.wands.com w a a n d s dot com and use the code Leola for fifteen percent off. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So back into the dearmoring. Having that wand is just really powerful as well because oftentimes when we're working with the crystals, crystals are just like so amazing because every crystal has its own properties its own intention. As I mentioned, the rose quartz helps connect you to your heart chakra. This blue quartz is great for the throat and the third eye, you know, um, regular quartz is connected to the crown. All of these crystals have different intentions that you can work with and you can, they also will absorb energy and absorb intention. So you can, you know, cleanse them and then set an intention for your healing practice, um, which is really fucking cool. Um, so definitely, consider that as well. And I'll go into a little bit more about how to like work with those tools in a little bit, but I want to get back to working internally with the pussy. So once you're inside the pussy and you go so slow with insertion, by the way, so slow. If you think you're going slow, go even slower. This is this, like if you go too hard and too fast immediately into the pussy, that again creates that contraction. Ooh, right? It's like that bracing. Like it's just like, you know, if you're going to get into a car crash, our bodies instinctively brace themselves for the impact. Or if you, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to fall, you like, ah, you can, you contract up and brace yourself for the impact. And it's the same with our pussies. When someone's coming in really hard and fast, we brace ourselves by contracting those muscles. So penetrating very slowly and the same goes for the exit, but we'll get there in a minute. So penetrating very, very slowly. And once you're inside, mm, just holding there for a second, just holding your fingers or the wand, allowing the pussy to acclimate to this new foreign object, allowing there to become a sense of relationship between the pussy and this new penetrative experience. And then, as I mentioned, what I recommend doing is incorporating this perspective of the pussy as like a clock. And so you're going to begin to massage at 12 o'clock, which is if you were to kind of put your fingers or the wand up to the roof 
of the pussy. And you might feel the G spot there as well. So you'll begin massaging that area and you can try utilizing different pace as well as intensity of both pressure and experiment with going in and out or tapping or kind of rubbing in a circular motion and massaging. If you're doing this on yourself, you can obviously just try them all yourself and feel into what feels the most expansive for you. If you are doing this with a partner, again, ideally they've listened to this as well and you guys are on the same page and maybe you know they're already trying these different things. And as the receiver of the de-armoring, you're going to want to communicate like that, or can you try this instead or whatever? If you're the person that's in the facilitating role, meaning you're giving the de-armoring session to your partner, beloved, someone, client, whatever, um, you can, what I recommend is instead of asking, how does this feel or what do you want me to do next or anything more open-ended, I recommend asking very questions that have a yes or no answer or have like a one word answer. So things like faster or slower, faster. Okay. Harder or softer, softer. Okay. Um, in and out or circular and okay. Circular. Great. Because what can happen if you say, how does that feel? Then you're taking them out of their body and you're putting them back in their mind where they're like, oh, it kind of feels like this. And it's like, it's not conducive to this work. That being said, obviously asking how does this feel is better than not asking anything at all and just kind of going at it blindly, but do your best to be mindful of encouraging them to stay in their experience by asking very simple questions. So you'll start, ooh, sorry, I just um, disrupted my laptop. So if you're listening, you can't see, uh, but if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my little klutziness. Uh, anyways, we're resituated here. So starting at that 12 o'clock at the roof, feeling into, is this a sacred spot area? Is there an opportunity that I'm feeling to go deeper? Am I feeling any tension here? Or is it feeling especially curious or even pleasurable? That's totally fine. But just deciding, okay, am I feeling something here or not? And then taking some time to lean into that and to voice what's happening, to give yourself the opportunity again, to use the sound, breath, and movement to lean into whatever is available and happening there, right? So then after you've kind of worked with that area and you feel like that has been worked through, you've worked through any pain, tension, numbness, discomfort, then circling your fingers a few degrees to the right. So now you're at one o'clock you do the same thing there. Then you circle again at two o'clock. How does this feel? Three o'clock, four o'clock in a round, like a clock. And at every point on the clock, you're checking in what's available here for me? Is there any numbness, pain, anything I'm avoiding? What can I lean into? And again, expressing the sensation through sound, expressing the sensation by moving your body, giving yourself permission to take deep breaths, to moan, to laugh, to cry, to grunt, whatever feels liberating for you. And this is something too that like might happen over several sessions. 
So, and I also want to say, like, give yourself permission to not necessarily do this more penetrative part on the first session. For me, even with my clients, if I'm working with a woman, I generally speaking will not do a penetrative yoni massage on the first session. I prefer to build that relationship and build that trust with my clients to do it on a follow-up session most of the time, but not everyone's like that. And I believe Justin, who I mentioned earlier in this uh, call, will do it on the first session for you as well. So working all the way around, feeling into what's available, I'm oftentimes uh, touching the outer yoni with one hand to kind of keep that that um, that connection to the life force and the pleasure going as I'm doing the internal work as well. Uh, but I definitely make my way all the way around and just see what's available. And every session looks completely different. I've had women scream in my face, clear sexual trauma. I've had women have their first orgasm from another person, you know, everything in between. Um, for some it's, it's not so much. They actually don't, they're like, I didn't fully move through it, but I think I have it. I think I feel connected to my next step at least. So just letting go of expectation and being curious about what is available for healing in this moment. Okay. So let me just return to my notes and see if there's anything that I feel like I'm missing here. So I definitely recommend like doing this seasonally. Uh, One of my mentors kind of refers to this as clearing the basement. And so like you go in and it's really hard to clear an entire basement in one day, but you're clearing away some, and then you go back in and you clear some more. And the more you do it, the more pleasurable it becomes, the easier it becomes, the faster it is to drop into your body, the easier it is to release and make sound. And also your sex gets so much better the more you do this. It makes you so much more comfortable to express. I mean, I honestly feel like so much of my sex now feels like a sacred spot session because I'm so in my body and I'm so available to the healing potential of intimacy. And I'm going to give you another resource on this podcast, uh, called the four, what's it called? Four types of sex, which is episode 107. It's a short and sweet little episode in that episode. I talk about the four types of sex and, um, the, the final two types are, um, transformational and restorative. And I would put, yoni massage and yoni dearmoring and sacred spot work into those two categories of um restorative and transformational and now it feels like my partner's cock is like that vessel for that uh that healing and that transformation which is just so fucking beautiful and sacred and I'm all about it so this is not a one and done sort of thing. Do it on yourself, invite a partner in, maybe consider enlisting a professional as well. Uh, and in between sessions, I also recommend working with yoni eggs. So yoni eggs are these crystals that are lovingly carved into an egg shape, which are meant to be inserted into the vaginal canal. And the pra- practice of using yoni eggs dates back uh, 5,000 years ago to the royal palaces in China. The empresses and the concubines used these eggs to tap into their sexual power, to embody sensuality, and to maintain health and vitality into old age. And uh, 
you know, it's really like, to me, yoni eggs have been such a powerful part of my practice, less so because of the physical benefits, which are many, but also just because like, they've given me a regular practice to connect to my pussy. Uh, and I've become so much more comfortable with my pussy. Like I remember one of the first times I used a yoni egg being like, fuck, is it going to get stuck up there? And having to, you know, use my fingers, you know, at one point or another to kind of fish it out. And I realized, oh my God, I've never had my hands so deep inside of me. I've never felt internally so far within me. And I also noticed like, ooh, it feels kind of like slimy and weird in there. And like, I had like, oh, I actually am realizing like, I have a little bit of like disgust in my body and shame about my yoni. And like, I think that's something that I get to heal. Like, why am I not seeing this as like sensual and divine where, what part of me is like judging myself and using the yoni egg was a big part of my practice and healing that. Um, specifically, I remember I used to think the G spot, which is kind of spongy and like, like even now, like, I mean, I can feel into like, I remember the first time I felt like I was touching my G spot and I knew that it was my G spot. And I was like, that feels kind of weird. Like, I don't know if I like, is it supposed to feel like that, that texture? It's kind of, kind of a strange texture. And so over time I began to heal my relationship to it and see like the beauty and the power of the internal world of my pussy. And a lot of that was because of using the yoni eggs and also doing de-armoring practice as well. It's just important to recognize that our wombs and our pleasure, you know, energetically carry the power to consciously create, right? They're, you know, creating human lives, but also connected so much to creating beyond. Um, so it's our sacral life force energy. It touches every part of our lives. This energy that brought us into the world is of course the fabric of our existence. And so recognizing that healing the relationship to that by doing a de-armoring practice or working with the yoni egg, um, is just so empowering. It's so empowering and it can be a path to healthy relationship, self-love, abundance, and alignment with purpose. So I definitely recommend the Yoni eggs as well. And again, you can find those on wands.com, W-A-A-N-D-S. Use code Leola for 15% off. Um, when it comes to cleaning and working with these tools, these crystals, you're going to want to cleanse with warm water and organic soap after each use. You can also add a few drops of tea tree oil to hot water and allow the, the crystal products to kind of soak in that water. You don't want it to be boiling though, because boiling could create cracks and breaks. You want it to just be hot or warm. Um, some people like to charge or energetically cleanse their Yoni products. It's not required, but some, some ways that we do that are setting the crystal product in moonlight or sunlight or passing the Yoni egg or Yoni wand, um, over burning sage or Palo Santo or incense salt water, uh, especially natural ocean salt water is very powerful. Uh, some individuals, especially if they're calling in uh, sacred union or beloved, will set the products in a bed of rose petals. Um, if you're looking for a more grounding clearing, you could bury the egg or the yoni wand in the earth. Um, yeah, there's lots of different ways that you can can work with it. Um, 
And just like with the yoni wand for yoni eggs, definitely warm up the body, get into a sensual space, maybe dance or take a warm bath or self-massage before working with the yoni egg, asking consent before you insert the yoni egg, asking your body if she's ready to receive the egg, honoring the answer, remembering that consensual, expansive sexual exploration starts with yourself. Um Yeah. And with the yoni eggs, you can do a kegel exercise with the eggs. I know that I think Layla Martin and a few other practitioners have some guided practices online that you could invoke um, for uh, working with kegels, uh, working with your pelvic floor to move the egg up or down. I like to kind of put the egg in and wear it all day. Sometimes I'll do a yoga practice with my egg in. Sometimes I'll sleep with it in. And I often don't remove my egg until it naturally wants to come down itself. Generally speaking, you know, after a period of time, whether it be 20 minutes or whether it be 12 hours, I find that the egg just naturally like releases itself and comes down. However, if you're wanting to remove the egg yourself, you can just kind of get into a more squat position and bear down almost like you're taking a poop, but you're pushing the egg out and you can kind of insert your fingers to, to sweep that out as well. I also like to use the yoni eggs for sex, uh, during sex, during penetrative intercourse. Um, This is especially powerful, or this can be an especially yummy tool if your partner um, can't quite reach your cervix all the way. Uh, So putting the yoni egg in almost has this like effect of lengthening the penis or even just like offering like a harder texture to really massage the cervix. But if you're going to have sex with the yoni egg, you definitely don't want to do any like really intense um, (laughs) intense pounding. It's definitely a more gentle, um, gentle thrusting that's required when the yoni egg is in, but that's another way that you can use that yoni egg to, you know, massage and tone the pelvic floor and the cervix. Um, using yoni eggs also have the, the benefit of, you know, increasing natural lubrication, increasing sensitivity, aiding in healing sexual trauma, as well as toning the pelvic floor. If you tend to have like a more tight contracted yoni, the egg will kind of massage, do that yoni dearmoring sort of on its own by massaging the walls of the canal. Um, and if you have a more, how do I say this? If you have a like if you've had children before, especially, and you're wanting to like retone the pelvic floor after going through a birth experience, the yoni eggs are really powerful and like rebuilding that and toning because your, your body will naturally try to hold on to that egg and it kind of activates those muscles as well. So lots of stuff there. Thank you for your patience with me. I felt like this one was a little bit all over the place, but I felt really called to just hop on and, and offer you guys some tools. Um, But thank you so much for tuning in to opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality and pleasure with so much gratitude and love. I'll catch you next week on Talk Tantra to me. Ta-ta.